If you appreciate the work that we do here at the Massachusetts Recreational Consumer Council, become a member. The link will be in the comments. Or if you think we could be doing something better, we also want to hear from you. Just send us a direct message on Facebook. MRCC's Canatalk is focused on helping you stay updated on what's happening with Massachusetts through an audio video podcast. We feel it's important for the community to be involved in what's happening and what better way than to listen to the stories that are happening Live. today. So this second episode of MRCC's weekly podcast is sponsored by Green Matters in Middleborough, Massachusetts. They are a local hydroponics store. They supply a lot of the local growers in the area. And if you live in the Middleborough area, you should definitely check them out. I am your host, Sonia Erika, co-founder of the MRCC. In today's episode, we will be going over a guide that MRCC created for municipal guidance. This guide includes three things that you need to know in order to navigate the new cannabis industry, including community outreach meetings, host community agreements, and zoning bylaws and ordinances. Joining us today for this conversation, we have MRCC co-founder Joe Gilmore, also president of the SSDP UMass Boston chapter. Thank you so much, Joe, for joining us today. Thank I'm super me. excited to have you here. Thank you. And before we go into any of this material, I want to know, how did you come to the point in where you're at? How did you go from student activist to you know, being so involved in the cannabis industry? Well, after working on the campaign a lot with SSDP and with the Cannabis Cultural Association, we realized there was need for a group that protected consumers that made sure that the community was at the table when they were making these decisions and to make sure that our communities are actually positively benefited and not left behind. I am now the Community Outreach Director for the Master Consumer Council trying to get people engaged in the process who want to be involved. If you want to get involved in the industry, I can tell you how we can go about organizing in your local municipality because it all starts, everything is local in this industry and basically with anything. Yes. Um, it's all going to start with local policy. I found that um, we have a, a really great skill set of people to do that with um, in terms of outreach, in terms of community activism, creating transparency and creating a safe and uh, inclusive industry. So. You co-founded MRCC, you are the president of SSZP at UMass Boston, you go to school, and you also work at a dispensary? Yes. Uh, I work at Garden Remedies in Newton. I'm very proud to work there. They're one of the best medical dispensaries in Massachusetts, I believe, in terms of quality assurance, in terms of knowledge, of patient care advocate, educating the patients on how to safely consume. Um, that's something that's very important to MRCC as well as is education uh, for the consumers so that they understand what's going into their body and, and how this is affecting them and the different products that are available. And we want to give consumers the best choice. Hell yeah. So with that, let's get into the conversation of municipal guidance. First, let's just talk about where we are at right now. All right. In December 15, 2016, the Regulation and Taxation of Marijuana Act became effective and we were given the ability to possess and use marijuana. In September 1st, 2017, that was the appointment of the Cannabis Control Commission, which is composed of five people, Stephen Hoffman, Shalene Title, Kay Doyle, Britta McBride, and Jennifer Flanagan. These are the five people that are in charge of putting together regulations that will be finalized in March. 
and sales are expected July 2018. So where are we now? Well, we are in the period before February 5th to the 15th where the Cannabis Control Commission will host the last public hearings starting in February 5th till the 15th. This is going to be everywhere in the state. Very important. What cities, what towns? So they're going to be in 10 different towns. The way that you can find them is on our Facebook page, Mass Rec Consumer Council, and you just go to our events, and then we have all 10 listed. They're going to be in North, South, East, and West Massachusetts. I know that uh, people out West have expressed concerns about not getting... Why are these hearings important? So they're important so that anybody in the community can um, give feedback about what they feel about the draft regulations, whether they like certain provisions, whether they want to change certain provisions. The CCC just wants to make sure that the communities are on board. And if there's anything really important to you, then you need to speak up about it. Is there anything that you're pushing for? Yes, definitely. There are, we want to make sure many people reiterate these points, and they are um, ensuring the CCC allows one in three day temporary event licenses. The second one would be allowing smoking in, in designated areas. Third one would be uh, BYOC, which is bring your own cannabis. We believe that should be a policy since it's already happening right now. I mean, we already have the legal right to, you know, have up. up to an ounce right. with us in public. So you can gift somebody. You can, you can grow homegrown, right? Uh, and you can gift it to somebody, but you can't share that homegrown at a, at a location. We think that's a problem. Yes, because that's the whole point of gifting, you know, being able to go anywhere, meet up at the library with my friend, right. hear some, gift some bud, because right. as long as there's no cash associated, it's completely safe to give away weed. Right, and then another thing is Boston just passed the BYOB licenses, bring your own beer, so why not allow BYOC as well? Yes. Is there anything about municipalities that you think should be changed how the regulations look right now I think are they, they looking look, friendly towards yeah. like all applicants or is this going to be a very difficult process for people to navigate like are municipalities something that people how do people navigate it so you can navigate it um, i think the best way for you to navigate it would, would be for you to actually show up to your town hall meetings um, all of these decisions are being made at the local level and not many people know where they're happening. Well, they're happening at your town hall meetings. That's that's where you get a part of the process. I joined my town hall, uh, my city uh, civic association, for seven dollars and fifty cents. So it's very wow, cheap. That's so affordable. Yeah. So you just show up. Uh, it's usually once a month. And if you don't know where your town hall meeting is, you go to townhallproject.com. You put in your zip code, and you'll find your next town hall meeting. And so you need to. What show happens up. at these town hall meetings? So they'll go over a who, lot of. Who is they? It, it's the. Um, uh, it's different by a town or city case by case basis. Whether they have a, a city council or they have town uh, aldermen, then you need to make sure. And these are the people that are making the decisions about like the weed laws, like not just zoning. the weed laws. Everything, uh, everything in zoning between, uh, including. Um, like new businesses that are going to come in or um, if they want to rebuild a house, a section of a house that needs to be zoned, it needs to be added in zoning. Um, that's where the decisions are made at the town hall meetings. Have you witnessed any cannabis-related town hall meetings? Yes. Um, so actually, a couple, uh, maybe two or three months ago, um, myself and a couple other MRCC 
co-founders, we went to a Dorchester hearing. They had a proposed hearing for a medical marijuana dispensary. And, and this is something that happens with every dispensary that wants yeah, to open up? Any any dispensary that wants to open up, anybody who wants to have a license that has to do with marijuana has to go through a community outreach meeting. Um, and the one that we went to in Dorchester, it was a medical marijuana dispensary that was, kind of, that was trying to move in. Um, in the crowd was a lot of reefer madness. So a lot of the people that show up, a lot of the demographics were older and they were not having anything to do with marijuana in their backyard. Um, so that's why we need to be just as aggressive as consumers and as advocates in this industry. We need to show up to the town hall meetings too and ensure that we're providing good testimony, that we're letting people know that this is going to be good for our towns, but we want the right people to be in that seat of power, to have that license. We don't want just anybody to have the license, so we need to be a part of the process. Oh, yes. So thank you for taking us through the basics of you know what the process kind of looks like from the outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's dive into the meat of municipal guidance. So the top three things. What are the top three things that we need to know about municipal guidance? The CCC, the Cannabis Control Commission, recently published this guide that is helpful to municipalities so that they understand what the process is if somebody is interested in becoming a retailer or any sort of business establishment in their municipality, in their town. How how many pages long is it? Um, it's about 10 pages. Um, we broke it down into about a page, just uh, the vital information that your town needs to know in order to push forward these licenses or decline them. Uh, yeah, so these are the top three things um, that are in the guide. We're gonna be talking about them today. But if you want more information, you are welcome to find this article on our website. Just go to massreccouncil.com and go to news and events and it should be the first article that comes up. So the top three things that we will be speaking about today are community outreach meetings, hosting community agreements, and last but not least, zoning bylaws or ordinances. So, so anybody who is interested in having a license in the, marijuana, in the adult use marijuana industry, you need to uh, go through the licensing process for municipalities. And that process is you need to have a community outreach meeting within the past six months. Um, you need to execute a community host agreement uh, with the municipality. And you need to have a proposed location that's compliant with the zoning bylaws and the ordinances of the application. All right, so what does this mean? What is a community outreach meeting? Who do I schedule it with? Like, where does it happen? And so, so just like I mentioned about the town hall meetings, um, this community outreach meeting is going to happen at the town hall meeting. Now, there's a couple things that you need in order to successfully do this, uh, this community outreach meeting. You're going to have to have a notice that's posted seven calendar days before the hearing. Um, and you need to file that with a couple important bodies. So the, the notice must be filed with the town or the city clerk, the planning board, the con contracting authority for the municip municipality, and the local licensing authority for adult use marijuana. So that's if your town has like a marijuana committee. Um, and, and I'll talk about more of that later. We believe that every town should have a marijuana yeah, committee. Yeah, what is a marijuana committee? So, like? so that's just... Um, Does every town have a marijuana no, committee? very few towns have marijuana committees, and we feel, we feel that... How do we get more marijuana committees in Massachusetts? So all you need to do is you need to show up, and during the public comment section... You of, propose, your town hall of your town hall meeting? Of your town hall meeting, you should propose, hey, we should create 
uh, a marijuana committee to address all the concerns that people have in the community. And now that will help provide education for the rest of the community and that will also um, just help everybody get a sense of the whole process, create transparency in the town so that you know the community members are actually a part of the process and it's not just being made by these town aldermen. Yes. So we believe that you should propose one for your town if you don't have one. And are people more likely to get their proposals passed if there is a marijuana committee with community so. members? Yes, I would say that um, when you have a governing body or, or a committee on in your town that addresses any concerns that people have, like about edibles, like like about uh, youth prevention, about security, that's going to help pers- uh, persuade the audience to allow this sort of establishment in their town. So it's very important to just stay active on the local level. So what are the things that we present at these community outreach meetings? Do we just show up and, you know, like... So this would be another document. We just need a logo and a... So aside from the notice, you need to have information discussed. So you need to have in a document that tells you the type of marijuana establishments that's going to be at the proposed location. You need to demonstrate that the location will be securely uh, maintained in terms of security. And you also need to have a plan for prevention uh, for diversion to minors. So you need to have those three things included in the information discussed document. And then uh, you also need to have a plan for community reinvestment into the community. Yeah. How is this going to help benefit the community? So, And what percentage of like sales or revenue is given to the community? Three, up to 3% can go to the town, um, and that's of gross sales. So if a dispensary makes this amount of money, then, then that's how much has to go towards um, you know different community programs, such as helping the homeless or... Uh, helping to rebuild schools or roads. Um, that's where the money's going to go. That's what I'm excited about. In- um, yes, for sure. And then, and then the last thing that you need to have included in that community outreach meeting is a Q&A document. So hmm. if people in the audience have questions you, and you provide answers, you need to have documentation of that also. And that's, is that something that you present to the Cannabis Control Commission? So that would be filed, like I mentioned, um, with uh, the city clerk, the planning board, um, the contact authority for the municipality, and then the licensing for adult use marijuana. And then is that where the... Uh, so the Cannabis Control Commission never receives any of this information. It's all done through the municipality. And then if the munis- if the CCC doesn't hear from the municipality, does that mean that the town is approved? Well, actually, uh, I can tell you the whole licensing process, just, just a quick run-through right now, if that would be helpful. Um, so yeah, yes, why don't we start with that? Yeah. I'll put that in. Yeah. Okay. All right, so this is... Uh, just what like is a, the process of getting a license? It's, it's very simple. So there are seven main steps. So you would submit the application to the CCC, um, the commission, so that's the first step, and then the commission will determine if it's complete. Um, the municipality will be notified of the completed application, so it goes from you to the CCC, then to your town. And then, then your town or your municipality has 60 days from the receipt of the application to tell the CCC if it, whether it's compliant with local ordinances and bylaws. And if no communication is received, then it's just going to be deemed compliant. Wow, that's pretty awesome. That means that if the town does not reply to the CCC, then you're automatically... And you're pretty good. Um, And then the applicant will receive a provisional license, and then the final final license will be granted um, once you've passed all the necessary inspections. Okay, wow. That's a very simplified process. Pretty streamlined. Um, So 
municipal guidance fits in mostly in the beginning when you're in the process of giving your application to the town right. and trying to get the space where you'll be located. Right. You need to be good with your town before you can even um, send in the application. You need to have this community outreach meeting within the past six months. So, hmm. um, yeah, so you, even before you send in your application, right, your town has to be on board. The first thing that you have to do is get your town on board mm-hmm. and have this community outreach meeting. And then, what's next after the community outreach meeting, as far as municipal guidance? So then what's you're gonna two? you're gonna need to have a community host agreement, um, and that's also before you send in the application to the. Cannabis control before they send in the application for right. the cannabis control community. So, um, the community house agreement, uh, the host community agreement. So many people that term has been floated around a lot, especially in the medical marijuana um, program, because that's something that you needed for medical marijuana as well. But basically, what this is, it's a si- single page document that basically gives the town authority to decide, you know, what you're going to do with the funds that they collect with that three percent tax. So. And is this something that, you know, the town gets to the side um, or even the state or... So this is, I mean... Who makes up the number? So you would... That would be up to the applicant Mm -hmm. and the town. You know, they have to work out an agreement to see, you know, how... how What the responsibility of the marijuana establishment is going to be to the town. um, How much of that 3% gross sales is going to go to the town. And then... Oh, yeah. Also, th- this cannot be active for more than five years. So the community host agreement only lasts five years. It cannot be more than 3%. And this is something that is all done before the application is sent to the Cannabis yes. Control Commission. And um, this document would be a public record, so anybody in the town could, could look up it after it's been completed. You What's the to, third step? The third is to make sure that you're compliant with the zoning and bylaws um, of the town. So... So what is zoning and what are bylaws? And So zoning is basically where you're allowed to be in the town if you want to have a license. So there are different sections of zoning. There's like industrial section, there is residential, there's agriculture. So like an example of a bylaw or an ordinance um, as it pertains to, you know, 500 feet away from a school, uh, a town could implement a bylaw or an ordinance that makes it so that you can be less than 500 feet away from a school. So if it's too prohibitive for you to open a location, say like in Boston, Boston there are schools everywhere. Mm-hmm. If your town is really on board, they can lower that buffer zone of 500 feet to maybe 300 feet. So it would be easier for you to get a license um, as long as you you wow, know you have amazing. a plan. How do, how do we make that happen? So that's all up to the municipality. That's yeah. something that the Cannabis Control Commission doesn't have control over. As far as we know, you need Most to. Most of the power is. You need in to the communicate with your municipality, and this is why it's important to show up at your meetings and be a part of the conversation, so that you can provide, you know, good arguments for why the zoning should be opened up. Um, because if you don't, it's just going to be a lot of reefer madness, and they're going to be like, "No, the the pot's going to get in the hands of children." Well, it's going to get in the and hands of children no if it's areas not. areas for retail spaces right. or any sort of business. Right. The, the marijuana is already in your schools. It, unless we have a regulated system that takes the marijuana out of the hands of children, then it's going to stay in their hands. 
Yeah, I've heard that zoning is going to be one of the most, if not the most, difficult things about this industry. Very right? difficult. There's yeah. just not going to be enough areas for businesses to set up. Yeah. And that, you know, even now, um, you know, the reason why a lot of the medical dispensaries aren't open is because they haven't been able to find, find land that's properly zoned. Right. And even the land that's properly zoned right now. All the people with the big money, all of the dispensaries are trying to go after that land. So they have bids on these four locations that are available in the town. Um, so <clears throat> so what is the solution to that? Yeah. So the solution to that is we come together is as that community our, members. Yeah, is that our cannabis committee that is started at the town hall? Yes. So the, the, if, you, if, you run, if you start a committee, try to run, get on that board and then try to open up zoning for your town. Um, it's going to be an economic opportunity for people in the community. It's going to help stop the illicit market by getting more access to the cannabis. And it's just going to create a more lucrative uh, industry because it's, there's going to be more players, there's going to be more choice, consumer choice. Consumer choice is very important because if we really expect a healthy recreational adult use Massachusetts cannabis industry, we're going to have to have enough product. The supply line has to be healthy and well populated. And right now, it's, it's not. not. So, I mean, the solution to this is would be getting to open active. up. Well, getting active and, and making sure that they open up zoning so that more establishments can be located in our towns. Do you have an example of any... So, you run a consumer advocate program. Yes. And what is the Consumer Advocate Yeah, program? so for those of you who don't know what the, consu- what the MRCC Consumer Advocate Program is, is anybody who's interested in becoming a consumer advocate, in, in advocating for this industry, in advocating for... Your rights as a consumer. Then... To um, have great product, to have research, to have, you know, everything that is needed in a healthy cannabis industry. And you become a consumer advocate. And what that basically is is we're looking for people who want to represent their town on the local level, uh, represent the marijuana industry on the local level. So you would be the contact point of contact for your town. Say if you live in Wellesley, Massachusetts, and we don't know anybody in Wellesley. We can't be everywhere. MRCC can't be all over Massachusetts at once. But if we can get foot soldiers in each town to show up at their town hall meetings and reiterate what happened, we can protect our industry that way. Because so, 1.8 million right, people voted, voted for, this. for this legal industry. There are so many people and who And we shouldn't this. allow five people to make the decisions. Exactly. And this is why, again, the hearings are so important because they also don't want to make all of these decisions. They want to hear from the people before... They make their decisions. Yeah, this is the final push, basically. Before they finalize the regs, um, we were able to get a lot accomplished in the last set of public hearings, and now is the final push. And and there's still going to be people who are going to try to mess with what the regs that we have right now. Who knows if, if there are lobbyists or different corporations or dispensaries that want to change around the regs that are better for consumers. So we need to I make mean, sure we speak up. we've had a lot of that in the past, from Foley and Hoag right. letter to what happened recently. Um, but do you have an example of a consumer advocate yes. that has successfully created a marijuana town board in their in their municipality yes yeah, so town. um a town out west massachusetts uh, called southwick massachusetts ryan pease is our consumer advocate out there and he actually got on the marijuana zoning committee just by ah. showing up just by showing up to his town hall meetings so literally if you go to your town hall meetings they could be saying 
All right, we're going to start this marijuana committee. Is there anybody in the audience who wants to be a part of this? You should be that person. But are there people that actually, that are already part of the town hall that say, like, let's start a marijuana committee? Or do I have to be the person that walks in and says, there More, is no marijuana committee right. and we need to make a marijuana More often than not, you're going to be, you're going to need to be that person who brings up, hey, we need this for our town. What are we doing to get ready for the marijuana program? And I, I see it happening in our neighbor cities and towns. What about us? Hell yes. So, yeah, MRCC provides a resource for people to become uh, well-versed in being advocates for their communities. And if you want to know more information about that, you can email Joe at Joe, Joe at com. And I will email you any of the necessary information. If you have any questions about how you can get involved in the local level, I can definitely provide you with that info. So, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for guiding us through the murky waters of municipal guidance because, you know, this is one of the hardest parts of getting a license and it's what stops a lot of people, you know, it, you need to have, sometimes it feels like you need to have connections um, to the government so that you can, you know, be part of these business opportunities and that's always good to have you know but it's also education you know right. with education you can do the same mm -hmm. but it's just knowing the information that we need to know right get connected with your local officials get connected with your town hall meeting that's the best way that you can ensure that you're going to go about this process the right way oh before we end our conversation i want to talk a little bit about the cannabis control commission meeting that happened last week mm -hmm. Somebody brought up yeah. the fact that these, you know, legal sales are supposed to start July 1st mm -hmm. and it's already January 24th and there are no regulations or, or like the municipal guidance just came out. Right. Are we going to meet these deadlines? Is it possible? We're only going to meet these deadlines if we have local people jumping on top of this information and, and actively taking steps to do what you need to do to get the license. So you need to start having a community outreach meeting if you plan on having a license. You need to start having this community host agreement. You need to be finding the key people that you need to meet with in your town and we can help you do that if you are interested. Nowhere. Well, I kind of do. So, finishing moves. All right, so that brings us to the to the last part of the show. Um, second to last part. This is events. So top three events that you should be on the lookout for. First event is happening this February 3rd. It's called Public Training for the Weed Industry. So MRCC is hosting a training where we will dedicate time to help you feel comfortable in voicing your story, your narrative, to present at the public hearings that are coming up February 5th through the 15th. This event is happening February 3rd at the Democracy Center from 6 to 8 p.m. So come through, um, come through, come to learn, come to meet other cannabis enthusiasts, come to... And don't be scared to testify. This is your time to protect the industry. We need as many personalized stories to speak up as we can. That's what the CCC is looking for. They're looking for personal feedback. So do yes. not be scared. We can help you. We can guide you through the whole process. If you need help writing 
or if you want to freestyle. It's all These are going to be the final regulations, and this will determine what the foundation of our industry looks like. So it's very important that we come through. And so we're providing this free workshop. Um, come through and come learn. Bring a friend. Together, we are more powerful than one. Right. Or what's that quote? The power of the people is stronger than the people in power. Yes. So, yes. Um, so, yes. Like, seriously, it's, and it's real. Yeah. Um, if you're a community leader... We've it, passed things in the past by showing up. Right. We could do it again. We've Join us for this training. It's going to be awesome. 68 at the Democracy Center. This next event that you should know about is happening February 5th. There's two events happening February 5th. All right, so this event is the first public hearing. One's happening in Holyoke, and the other one is happening in Pittsfield. It's both West Mass Western Massachusetts, if you're out there. So if you're out there, make sure you show up. If you aren't out there, but you have friends that are out there, make sure you let them know. Make sure you tell everyone and let everyone that you know know this is happening. What are three things that you will say when you show up to this hearing? Or what is something that you want to tell the Cannabis Control Commission that you're well, when you're there? A couple of things. So I believe that one of the best ways that we can help actually make an industry that repairs the war on drugs or repairs past prior um, marijuana prohibition is to make avenues for people to transition from the illicit market to the legal market. And we can do that. I mean, the biggest barrier stopping pe people from turning legal is the money that's associated with the licenses or whatever is needed to help run the business. Um, and if we provide, you know, easy pathways for people to do that, like a one-day, three-day event license where the, all they have to do is rent a location and do what they're already doing now, um, for instance, like the pot and paint nights, the cannabis yoga nights, infused or dinners. infused dinners. Yeah, they can have that affordably if they can just rent a location for a one day or a three day event. So we, we really want that to be included. Um, yes. So that's one. Uh, another one is non brick and mortar delivery systems. So allowing people to have a license to be like an Uber of weed. You know, we know that these systems already work. If you if you Google marijuana delivery service, you'll find a bunch of them in Massachusetts. So instead of focusing our efforts on trying to arrest all those people dealing in the illicit market, why can't we create a license that makes it easy for them to transition and have uh, a non-brick and mortar, and that means a non-storefront uh, delivery service where they can come to your house. And so then, those are the top so two that's, things. That's two. Um, there's probably another thing, but... <laughs> but those are the ones that you feel most yeah. passionate about. Right. And um, that's what I tell people. I encourage them to pick one or two topics that you really feel passionate about. And just, you know, tell a story. Because it really makes a difference. And they really do want to hear from you. If you really can't make it to any of the hearings, it is possible to email. They are taking emails. And you can email them at... <laughs> you can if you google cannabis control commission you'll be able to see all of their emails um they're they all all five of the cannabis control commissioners have their emails listed online we're gonna look them up for you and be nice but seriously guys you can google it and if you're too lazy to look them up we've looked them up for you 
And here they are. So it's Cannabis Commission at state.ma.us. Cannabis Commission at state.ma.us. But I would also just email all five individual Cannabis Control Commissioners because if you email that one, it's going to go to Diane. That's her name, right? That's the secretary. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So Diane. Hi, Diane. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Diane is awesome. She, She's um, cool. She always lets us, lets us uh, in when we go see the Cannabis Control Commissioners. And, and, and everybody has the ability to see or have a meeting with the Cannabis Control Commissioners. Yes. You just have to call them and set up a meeting. Yes. Just email Diane. Email this email. It'll get to Diane. Diane will say, oh, or I would say, I want to meet with Commissioner X. And then Diane will let you know an available time where you can do that. Um, but we also will probably be visiting the Cannabis Control Commission again in the near future. Um, and we do want to go with more consumers. So if you're interested in coming to one of these meetings, just shoot us an email. Shoot Joe an email at joe at massrecouncil.com. Um, you can also follow Joe and all the work that he does with SSEP and MRCC and Garden Remedies in, on Instagram. Just follow Joey Got a Gram. Like a gram. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so time for finishing moves okay so my finishing move today is this delicious roll perfume made with essential oils um like tangerine and i can't remember the other one but it smells very citrusy terps and it just like i love smelling it when after i smoke it just, <laughs> like smell it like wow right yeah. so you can get this um delicious little thing it doesn't have thc or cbd sorry guys <laughs> not yet yeah <laughs> but you can get it as uh, it's a part of the Eat Me monthly packet this month, and you can sign up to be a member by going to patreon.com slash eatme underscore revolt. And this little piece was made by Marissa King, a local artist. You can follow her on Instagram. Very delicious. One of my favorite things. <coughs> so, Joey, yes. what's your finishing move? So, my finishing move would be to get active as possible on the local level to show up become a member of your civic association meeting bring up the topic of marijuana if they're not talking about it ask about what's going on with marijuana policy in your municipality and then propose that marijuana committee and get on the committee um, we just need more consumers at the table and so my finishing move for you guys is to be active. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This is the second episode of the MRCC Weekly Podcast. And on the next episode, we will be talking about the equity program that the Cannabis Control Commission formulated. Um, the phrase disproportionately impacted communities. So we will be going over what that means for communities, for businesses, for the industry as a whole. Hope to see you there. And remember, this is your industry. <laughs>